Hey guys, welcome to my first ever episode of my podcast, Dots Thoughts, where I basically give you a stream of consciousness of what's going on in this crazy girl's life. For those of you who know me from my YouTube channel, welcome. For those of you who know me from Instagram, welcome. Anyone and everyone is welcome to join, listen. I am currently recording outside on my patio because my little baby boy, Max, is asleep inside. It is not too windy, so I'm hoping the audio, uh, you know, works in my favor. We'll see (laughs) how this goes, but I just assumed I'd steal this moment and take advantage of a moment of free time to record because otherwise you'd be hearing baby screams in the background. So anyways, I am here in Florida. We've got here about uh, roughly a month ago came from Utah. We had a short stint in Utah, which is the last place I lived in the United States. Before then, I was globetrotting for about five years, mostly in Brazil, but also throughout South America. Also spent a lot of time in Peru, in Europe, Spain, England, worked in Denmark for a hot minute, Uh, just kind of everywhere. Always wanted to travel and I got a new lease on life at age 24. I'm 29 now and almost 30. Oh, <laughs> can you believe it? Well, you know what? I'm actually kind of excited to be 30. Everyone talks about, you know, entering your 30s and it's like, ah, it's a new decade. I'm getting so old. But for me, I'm like, no, embrace it. Embrace the 30s. The 30s are amazing. You're still young. You still look good, right? Let's hope you do. <laughs> and you have an opinion, you know, you're not just floating around anymore, hopefully. Well, even if you are, no judgment here, but you have a better grasp on life. Again, hopefully. And you just, yeah, you know who you are. You know who you are a lot more at 30 than you do at 20. That's for dang sure. Uh, So I'm excited to be 30. My birthday's coming up. I'm a Pisces, so we're still about a month away, but we're getting there. Um, Anyways, I'm here in Florida. I've never lived in Florida before. I've come here to visit briefly twice before, once to Orlando for a hair show back in what seems like another lifetime. I was a hairdresser. And when I was in hair school, there was a convention in Orlando. So I I did that. That was, gosh, over a decade ago. And then back in 2016, I passed through Miami, which is the area I'm in now, Southern Florida. And I just loved it. I spent six days here. I was supposed to meet up with someone and it didn't work out. He got stranded and I was in Florida for six days with a car, just killing time before I went back to Europe that year. Uh, That was the year right before I, well, that was the year I went to Brazil for the first time. But at that point I had not been to Brazil yet. And I was learning Spanish, speaking Spanish already, had a couple years of Spanish under my belt, never studied Spanish, but just picked it up on the road. It was something I always wanted to learn. That's another thing. I studied Latin in high school and Latin is a dead language. (laughs) Nobody speaks that shit anymore. Ah, part of me regrets it, you know, but you can't really regret things I've learned. Life is too short. So I say I regret it, but I don't because who knows if I were to studied Spanish formally in high school, then I probably would have resented my classes. I probably would have hated my teachers, uh, as you do, as <laughs> any teenager does, uh, you know, cause you're obligated to, to do certain things and, uh, 
homework and all that boring stuff. So because I didn't study it, I think it gave me, when I started learning Spanish, it was out of like a true desire to learn and use it. So that helps a lot um, with my learning process. And because I had a, such a strong base of Spanish, man, that really helped me out when I started learning Portuguese because they are very similar languages. And just looking at how they're both written, I could understand quite a bit just, just by reading it um, without much experience at all with Portuguese. But, you know, little by little, you learn more and more. And life hands you a lot of interesting circumstances. And I ended up staying in Brazil for, well, on and off. I was there for about three years. My son was born there. And now we're back in the U.S. It's kind of surreal because I always told myself that I would not come back here. I would never come back to the U.S. to live. Never say never, kids. <laughs> Bite your tongue because you just never know. That's the truth. And here I am. Um, you know, it's funny because I don't really feel like I'm in the U.S. per se. I mean, there are constant reminders how, you know, the roads are set up. Uh, the infrastructure, Walmart is a pretty good reminder. Every time I go in there, yep, I'm in the U.S. Um, English, obviously. But there's actually, for being in the U.S., there's not that much English here. I joke that you kind of can barely get by with English in South Florida because you go anywhere and you're just, you're hearing Spanish everywhere. And now that I have an ear for it, I also hear a lot of Portuguese because there are a lot of Brazilians in this area. Um, but more than anything, I would say the dominant language is Spanish. You see billboards for Span in Spanish. You see everything. Everything is bilingual. Um, and I love it because it feels like I'm in this weird in-between uh, universe, like parallel universe to the U.S. where, sure, I'm in the U.S., but am I? <laughs> am I really? I don't know. Sometimes I, I second-guess it because... Uh, even the Americans that live here who are born and raised in South Florida, I feel like they're a different breed. I mean that in the kindest way possible, but you know the kind. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Ooh, yeah. Anyways, uh, you know, Florida man doesn't have the best reputation, uh, nationally speaking, but regardless, there are some good people here. And, uh, you know, there's also a lot of crazies, but everywhere. Everywhere has crazies. <laughs> Let's just you know, get that said right now. Everywhere has some crazy people and, uh, everywhere has some good people. And I'm really enjoying my time here so far. I can't complain. If you've seen my YouTube channel or my Instagram, you know that I'm living uh, in a dream. <laughs> my apartment literally faces the ocean, second floor, big old window, just pfft, looks like I'm looking at a a mirage basically of the ocean waves crashing I wake up and go to sleep to the sound of the ocean every day every night got the sunrise right in front of me smack dab in the middle I got the moonrise right in front of me smack dab in the middle every single day it's just incredible and when I thought of moving here you know my main my motivation was um the location obviously the climate I've been I joke I've spent the last five years of travel chasing summer. Like I go north, south, uh, hemispherically, <laughs> depending on the season, just trying to chase summer wherever summer is. That's where I am. 
and here it's pretty warm year-round. I mean, it's late January right now at the time of recording this, and it's, what, like 70 degrees outside? Like, what? (laughs) Does not feel like January to me. Um, It's amazing. I love it. I love it. I love it. I refuse to do another winter, hard winter. You know, I, I have nothing against the snow. I enjoy a good snowfall, a nice, you know, crisp fall day. It's all good, but I do not want to live in four months of winter anywhere ever again. So that was part of my motivation. My motivation was also due to the fact that I want to raise my son by, if not trilingual, with Portuguese, Spanish, and English. And this would be an ideal place to do it because I can kind of relax about the English side of things because he's in the U.S. and I know he's going to get an American education. He's going to learn English just fine. I speak primarily in Portuguese, repeating then everything in in English and sometimes Spanish and then English. Just kind of depends on whatever comes out first, but usually I try and speak in Portuguese first. And he understands. He's getting it. He doesn't quite speak yet, but it's also normal for bilingual kids to have a speech delay because they're still organizing their thoughts. Uh, They take longer to to speak but I know he understands because he does follow directions so he gets it (laughs) anyways I wanted him to to have a lot of uh to grow up in a place where there were lots of opportunities to speak many languages besides just English uh where I live in South Florida there's obviously the Fort Lauderdale Miami airport two airports in both of those cities and flights are common frequent and cheap to South America. So we are well connected to our friends down south, our American friends down south. Yes, you guys are Americans as well. And I hate that. I hate that in English there's no word to say like United Statesian. Like that that word doesn't exist. In Spanish, estadounidense. In Portuguese, in Portuguese most commonly I would hear Americano, like American, to refer to North Americans. But We all know that if you're from North or South America, you are from the Americas and therefore considered American. (laughs) But unfortunately in the English language, um, yeah, we don't have that. We don't have that word, it doesn't exist. So I'm from the United States, that's what I'll say. Anyways, where was I going with that? Uh, More motivations to live here, let's see. Yeah, I I mean, in in some ways, it's like this alternate universe, like I said, and it's kind of the best of both worlds because I feel like I'm not in the U.S. Like, I see palm trees, and I associate palm trees with not the U.S. (laughs) So I know there's plenty of places in the U.S. where palm trees can grow and do grow, but I'm not from that area. I'm actually originally from, well, I was born outside of Chicago, and I was raised in western Massachusetts, in a little town called Westfield. So, it, yeah, <laughs> not palm tree conducive growing area at all. So I think palm trees and I think vacation, I think Bahamas, I think Caribbean, I think South America, I, th- I think tropics. And here in Florida, um, we got the best of both worlds. So, you know, there's some pros, there's some cons, definitely some cons to living here. Let's see, let me try and think of them. Oh no, did it? Guys, this is my first time recording. I really hope that this recorded everything that I've been saying. My phone just turned off. Uh, 
Did you hear that? That was the waves crashing. Anyways, I think it's working. I'll just have to wait and see. What was I saying? Cons. Cons of living in Florida. Yeah, there's a lot of old people. But you know what? The old people aren't that bad. (laughs) This is the place where everyone either comes to vacation, all the snowbirds from the north, and the old retirees that come here to just enjoy the last chapter of their life, (laughs) whatever. Uh, You get a mixture of drivers... I mean, everyone everywhere, everyone everywhere complains about driving. You know, oh, we have the worst drivers here. In Massachusetts, I'd hear it all the time. We're called mass holes. <laughs> I don't think we're that bad in Massachusetts, actually. We're very aggressive, but um, driving-wise. But we, we know how to drive, at least, I think, in my opinion. Here in Florida, it, it's, <laughs> it's the worst. <laughs> Dare I say that? Yeah it's pretty bad. Um, and the people that you see cutting you off, they, they cut you off. They stop in front of you. They, oh, they're so aggressive. They're so aggressive, but not in a, not in a good way. Anyways. And they all have Florida plates, which makes me believe that they are from here. I, I don't even want to say like, cl- try and even classify them by their race or anything. Cause you see people of every race, color, creed, just suck at driving. <laughs> they're they're everywhere, you know? I'm not trying to I'm not trying to sound racist because literally it's everyone. It's everyone that's just got a little attitude, got a little, you know, want to put the pedal to the metal, a little weight on their foot. And it sucks because here in Florida, man, there are some really annoying roads. There's a lot of toll roads for one, which I'm not used to. The last place I lived, like I said, in the US was in Utah. And they don't have any toll roads in Utah, so I'm not used to that. They do in Massachusetts, but even then it was like a different system. Here, you can find yourself suddenly like veering onto a toll road and not wanting to, and you don't have the toll thing, and you know they're going to find you, and it's like, fuck, like, I didn't want to do that. What? Like, but the, the road didn't give you another option. Like, there's there was no warning, or there was hardly any warning for you to veer off, and then if you do veer off, then you're going to be stuck in traffic forever, so that's annoying. I also, I'm getting used to this, but I do feel like hyper, hyper monitored here. You see cameras everywhere. Everyone has a camera. Everyone's got a security system. All the traffic lights have cameras and they take a picture of your plates. If you, you know, run a red light or it makes me nervous even to run a yellow light, which I'm pretty good at doing. But anyways, you feel highly monitored, highly looked at um what other cons trying to think there's not that much you know what I shouldn't complain I'm happy this is a good place for us uh kind of just pointed my finger at the map and decided to come here didn't have any plans really of where I'd go I just thought okay we're gonna get there and then I'll figure it out which is what happened but you know not without its stresses got here a friend of mine who I had never met personally but we'd been talking for a few months she hosted us my my son and I when I say us that's my son and I for four days and that was so nice of her that was just so trusting of her first of all to open her doors to us without having met us previously I know how hard it is to live with a baby I'm used to it I'm his mom of course but it's not easy sharing a tight space with someone and I could sense that it was 
time for us to get a new place. I was already on the house search during those four days, but nothing had come through yet. You know, I'm remembering here, coming back to the U.S., how long some things take. It's not, it's not quite like Brazil, um, at least where I was living in Brazil, in the favela, where you can just knock on someone's door and ask for a room, ask for a little studio apartment, whatever they might have, pay them, and you're in. There's no contracts, there's no signing, there's no credit checks, there's nothing formal like that. But here in the U.S., everything takes a little bit longer in regards to leasing an apartment, uh, for good reason, you know, for security on both ends, but it was just really stressful. It was right before Christmas. All the Airbnbs in the area were just really expensive because, of course, everyone comes to Florida to escape the cold. And I wanted to leave my friend's house because I knew it was kind of stressing her out and it was stressing me out. And my dad always says, you know, fish stink after three days. So don't wear your, don't wear out your welcome basically is the lesson there. And I, I try and live by that because I think it's very true and I don't want to burn any bridges. So anyways, long story short, we ended up finding an Airbnb, 30 bucks a night. Uh, I reserved a week for us there, but it was just painful because I'm like as cheap as that was for a room, a private room in a shared house, which ended up being owned by Brazilians actually, which was pretty cool. Uh, got along with them. But anyways, you know, I'm just, I just felt like, oh, I'm burning through my money. Like this is money that I could be spending on a deposit or on, you know, on my apartment. And every day that I'm not in an apartment, I'm spending money trying to support us floating around (laughs) wherever we were. So, um, oh no, it stopped again. Oh, here we go. Okay. My screen keeps turning off because I'm not looking at it. I'm looking at the ocean. <laughs> oh, it's so beautiful. Oh, I wish you guys could see this. This the Oh, it's like a private beach right in front of me. It's just an, insane. So, I had this vision of living on the beach and like wanting to do that, but of course, I'm looking at prices and the further west you go, the cheaper prices get, logic logically so. And I'm not I'm not made of money. Like I'm not exactly um I'm not exactly rich, okay? Like, I've got a budget. I've got a budget of 1500 a month, which is decent enough, you know? A lot of people don't even have that, so I'm not complaining, but I'm looking at the prices of this area, and I'm like, ooh, you know, got to kick this dream of living by the beach. It's just not going to happen, because these apartments are just, just out of my price range. It just wasn't going to happen, and so I was like, well, if I'm not going to live on the beach, then I'll live near the beach. So I started zigzagging through all of these side roads one day and I was calling all these numbers on all these buildings that said for lease. And I was talking to a couple agents and one of them came out that same day to give me a tour of the apartment. And it was a cute little one bedroom apartment, just like two, three blocks away from the beach, really close, easy access, had a nice veranda, nice little private area in the back with its own washer and dryer. Um, it just seemed ideal. I just, I fell in love with it and immediately I could see us living there and I got my hopes way too high, way too soon. Long story short, didn't work out. The guy was willing to lease it to me, but he needed me to wait like a month before I would move in. And I was like, I don't have a month. Like I I need to move in ASAP. So didn't work out and I'm back on the search. And the same lady, the same agent, real estate agent, was willing to help me. So she sent me a bunch of listings. I 
told her which ones I liked, which ones were within my budget in this same area, just about 30 minutes north of Miami. And we go out the next day and check out a couple of them. And there were a few. There was one that was really, really, really like on the beach, but the windows, like the apartment itself was facing away from the beach. But in this old, 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 like industrial type of apartment building, I wasn't a big fan of the building or the people living in it. It really just wasn't my vibe. But I was thinking, you know what? It's fine. It's fully furnished, which is kind of crazy, actually, because it's really hard to find a furnished apartment. And I don't have any um, or I didn't have any furniture. So I was thinking, okay, well, it's a good price. It's a decent location. It is very much on the beach, you know, not ocean view, but all good. And I had my hopes up for that one. But as we were walking out, I noticed that the window was broken. It had a crack in it. And so I mentioned that to her. And she goes, oh, that's weird. I'll have to talk to the owner about that. Well, the owners live in Canada. <laughs> and, they're, you know, they just you have the apartment and they just wanted to lease it out for a year. I was willing to sign a year-long lease. They wanted me in their apartment. And they were like, no, oh, we're going to come down and check out that cracked window. We're actually planning on coming down, but we're not coming down till February. I'm like, well, I'm not going to wait till February. I can't wait that long. I need a place now. I need a place yesterday. <laughs> So finally, what happened? Um, didn't get that place. Kept looking. Found another place. Mm, not ideal. Also fully furnished, but just not ideal for me. I just... Ugh. A lot of these places in this area are just kind of like from the Stone Age. You feel like you're kind of stepping back in time to this like... I don't know what decade. Like the 60s or 70s. Like this, this old, <laughs> you know... Uh, the heyday of Miami, which is not today. It was back in, I guess, the Pablo Escobar days. So closer to the 80s, 80s, 90s. You're just kind of walking through time. And a lot of these places are from the 60s, 70s. They were built in the 60s and 70s. They were big in the 80s, 90s. And now it's just so out of style. Not my thing. But again, beggars can't be choosers, right? I have my budget. I'm going on. I'm trying to find where are we going to live? All of this was, by the way, within a few days, um, and I was really stressed out and just really exhausted, not sleeping well at night. Max was kind of just sick of being tossed around everywhere. We'd just driven across the entire country and had no routine, had no schedule, and, you know, babies thrive on routine. So I felt kind of bad for him, towing my baby everywhere, just tired mom. You can just imagine the stress. So um, what happened? This day, we're looking at a bunch of different places. None of them are really jiving with me, but I'm kind of just like, man, I'm just going to have to settle. And then the agent, she goes, oh, well, there's this one last place. Let's, let's just go check it out. Let's just go see what, it is, what's it, what it's about. It's over here on this street. And I was like, okay, okay well, I didn't... That wasn't the one, one of the ones I, I selected, was it? And she's like, no, yeah, you told me you wanted to see this one. But I swear, I swear to you, I did not see this apartment because if I'd seen it I would have said let's go there right away I didn't I do not I have zero recollection of asking to see this apartment but whatever we go we arrive we pull into the parking spot and I'm immediately like jaw drops to the ground like this is not real I mean, if you could only see what I'm seeing right now this view it's like and we we go around the building there's a pool I'm like oh my god okay pool beach private beach sitting area nice people like really cool it's a small building there's only about 10 apartment units so it's really small 
Um, the people, some of them are out socializing, having a glass of wine. Like, it's just a good atmosphere. It's not just retired old folks. It's not just crazy young folks. It's like a good vibe. We go up and I'm just thinking, okay, this is going to be one of the apartments in the back. It's, it's going to be fine. I'll still take it. Cause holy crap, this is amazing. We walk up and the door that she gets the key to out of the lockbox is this front facing apartment. <laughs> I'm like shaking at this point. Like, this is not real. This is not real. Oh my God. This is going to be way out of my budget. Just forget about it. It's not going to happen. She opens the door. It's a tiny little apartment. It's not even a one bedroom. It's just one room, just like a living room, basically bathroom, kitchen, tiny. I don't know how much the square footage is. I should probably know that, but it's really small. The wind is picking up now. So I'm hoping that doesn't transfer. Anyways, you walk in, you see the big ass window facing the ocean. And I just was like, this is not real. This is, you're serious? Like this is available? Can I move in today? And like, what? How much is it? How much is it? She gave me the price below 1500. It was originally above 1500, but they dropped the price by $200 because it was empty for so long. And I was just like, is there like a cockroach problem? Like what's the catch? Like what's going on here really? Because, um, this is too good to be true. Like this is way too good to be true. I know what the prices are in this area and to have a beach property, like to be on the beach with a pool and I don't care how small the apartment is. It could be a freaking closet. I don't care. This should be at least $2,000. Like me now a week later being in Florida, I know the prices, I know what I'm looking at. And I'm like, this should not be this much money or this less money. Right. Right. Like this is not, this is so not right. And she's like, nope, nope, this is what it is. They need someone in here right away. The last guy who lived here wasn't a good tenant. And they've been trying to rent it out. But everyone wants at least one bedroom. It's just too small for most people. And I was immediately like, do everything in your power, please. (laughs) Anything and everything to help us out. She'd been working with us for a few days now. So she knew my story. And she was really eager and willing to help us. And she's like, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you in here. You're going to have it. Because she she had even commented, like this realtor who has years of experience was even saying like, this is so weird. Like usually things follow through or like it, she had never had a client where there were so many close calls, like so many applications in. I had sent in like at least four or five different applications to other places. And for whatever reason, they all, it just didn't work out like because they wanted me to move in later or whatever it wasn't that I was rejected but it just for some random reason I was not meant to be in those other places (sighs) nothing is random by the way anyways she's like I'm gonna get you in here this is gonna be it this is your place lo and behold less than a week later I think it was like three days later actually I had the keys in my hand they gave me a week free of rent they uh, prorated the rest for December which was really nice actually because I still had a couple days left in the Airbnb and you know, I, it was kind of in an awkward position. Oh, there's an airplane. We are close to Fort Lauderdale. Lots of planes. Anyways, sorry guys. I'm sure this audio is just not the greatest, but it's my first podcast. So you got to deal with it. (laughs) I promise it can only get better from here. You got to start somewhere. Um, anyways, we move in 
almost immediately afterwards, I got a, a mattress, which was really cool. I got a mattress for free on this amazing app. I'll just give it a quick plug. No sponsorships here or anything yet, but offer up. A friend of mine recommended that application to me and it is amazing. I go on there all the time now just to kind of browse whatever's new, whatever's popping up. People are always giving stuff away here in Florida, in South Florida, at least people will just give their stuff away like nice stuff. They'll leave it on the side of the road. They'll put it in the dump. They'll say free pickup, like whatever, like they want stuff off their hands. When someone decides here that they want new furniture, they want new stuff. Oh, here we go again. It's like they want to get rid of stuff fast. So if you're good, if you can, you know, if you're frequently checking these sites, Craigslist, OfferUp, a bunch of different websites like that, apps, um, you can find some pretty sweet deals for cheap or free (laughs) in many cases. So I got a really comfy mattress for free, which was another story of how I managed to rig it to my car. (laughs) Almost fell off like 20 times on the way over here. But anyways, uh, it was slowly getting my, my apartment fixed up. I'm still in the process of doing that a month later, but you know, little by little, uh, almost immediately after I got the keys to the apartment, I actually flew to Iowa with Max. Um, my sister surprised us for Christmas with a ticket to visit the family. It was the first year in over five, no, yeah, five or six years that my whole family had been together for Christmas. So that was pretty cool. And there's a car alarm. <laughs> Again, I have no idea how much of this audio is getting picked up. Anyways, 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 anyways. Um, long story short, I guess it's not that short because I've been telling you all the details, but we struck gold. Like when I imagine living in South Florida, I imagine living on the beach. Like, I didn't want to sacrifice that. I had kind of made my peace with that. I thought, okay, yeah, it's not going to happen. I can't afford it. It's too good to be true. And now look where I am, you know? Never say never, kids. Never say never. <sighs> it's insane. It's insane. Every day I pinch myself. I wake up and I'm just like, this is this is so insane. Um, in fact, it's kind of a, I don't want to say problem, but I guess it it's a complex that I have because part of me is like, do I even deserve this? You know, does anyone else feel like that? Like you just, sometimes things are just working out with such beauty in your life. Like the way that things are lined up and the, the order of things and the divinity, like sometimes it's not always, but sometimes in your life, you just get this feeling and you just you're looking at someone or something or you're thinking about an experience or something just happened to you and you're just like you question your right to even be here or do that or you know like you get a sweet job or you get your dream job you get your I don't know your dream partner your ideal apartment or something and you're just like man this is this is crazy this is insane this is like everything I've ever wanted And I wake up every day and I feel like that, but it it gets, sometimes it's not so healthy because I feel like, fuck yeah, I deserve this. Like who, who, who am I not to get this? Like why, why would I not deserve this? Why? I don't know. It's weird. Does anyone else ever feel like you're always kind of second guessing if you are wrong or if you're, 
a bad person. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess confirmation. I, I know mothers have this a lot. Like a lot of moms will say, I don't know if I'm being a good mom. I don't know if I made the right decision. I don't know if I effed up with that or this or whatever. But, and I, you always hear like, if you're even asking yourself that question, then you're, you're a good mom. Like <laughs> you don't have to, it's the bad moms that aren't even thinking in terms like that, that, um, probably should be double thinking what they're doing. So that gives me some confidence in like, okay, if I'm actually worried about that, then I'm probably a good person, you know, not to like rub my ego too much, but I'm, I think I'm a dad. <laughs> I do my best, you know, like that's all you can ever do. Um, that's the best anyone can ever ask. Your best is going to look different every day. Your best when you're sick is not the same as when you're well. Your best when you're PMSing is not the same as when you're ovulating. (laughs) Your best is a fluid concept, but as long as you're doing your best every day, I think that's the only thing anyone can ever ask. So I'm doing my best. I'm still in shock and awe that I live here. I am getting used to the people and the culture and you know some things I like some things I don't I'm sure I'll accumulate more things on the list of both uh, in terms of liking and not liking and continue to share them with you guys (sighs) I need a drink of water I've been talking now for over 30 minutes straight I would love to hear what you have to say about this podcast if you think it's interesting if you don't if you have anything good to say please write a review just getting started here. I've been wanting, I just want to say real quick, I've wanted to start a podcast now for a couple months. I've thought about it because it's only been in the last few months that I've started listening to podcasts, but I've gotten quite addicted to a few of them and they're just so relaxing. And so it's so nice to just kind of have something on in the background where you can just listen and I don't know, absorb some new knowledge, get inspired. Um, maybe, learn something new or maybe not but just kind of like feel like you're with someone like you're having a conversation with someone but you don't have to do anything (laughs) on the listening end besides just listen so it's something that I've wanted to do and I've thought about doing in Portuguese but I don't think it would be the same I know a lot of my audience is Brazilian but um at least on YouTube but I feel like it would stress me out a lot trying to speak in Portuguese nonstop for 30 minutes. I know it would, actually. I don't need to think about it. I know it would. So I decided to do it in English regardless of the fact that, you know, it's not catering to the majority of my current audience on YouTube. But I also know that there's a lot of people who follow me who speak English uh, whether natively or not, and they would want to practice their English or they just want to hear me speak in English for once. Cause <laughs> before, believe it or not, before my channel kind of blew up back, when was it? About six months ago. Um, I gained like 6,000 followers overnight one t- one day. Cause one of my videos kind of went viral and it's just kind of been a very steady uphill journey from there, which has been amazing. And I feel, I love it. And it's been great for my Portuguese But I also kind of feel bad for those initial, those first 2,000 followers of mine on my YouTube channel were all English speakers. Like they were all Americans or I don't know if they were Americans actually, but they were all English speakers. And they were probably like, what the fuck? Like what dot? Like all of your videos were in English before. We just watched you because you were in English. Now you're all in Portuguese. And it gives me more work too because I have to make subtitles now for all my videos. Uh, uh, uh. (laughs) It's exhausting. It's exhausting to think about. But 
Um, long story short, I've wanted to start this podcast forever. I know I still have at least a handful of you guys that follow me that speak English. And if I don't, well, then maybe I'll get a whole other bunch of people listening. But regardless, thank you for listening up until now. I've learned the hard way, the hard way being, I guess, trial and error with my YouTube channel. I wanted to start my YouTube channel way before I did, like four or five years before I had the courage to actually set the camera up in front of me. I had the idea to to do it, but I was just too chicken. I was too nervous to do it. I was just, I don't know what I thought. Like I thought, it, no, it was too scary. And now, um, obviously all those barriers are down. I've had my channel now since 2016. I had a channel before that. Uh, when was it? Started back in 2014. I've seen my face on the camera a lot. I've never heard my voice like in this format on a podcast. And But when I felt inspired to start a podcast, I knew I had to do it. I was like, I'm not going to just sit around and wait another five years and then suddenly decide I want to do it. No, I, the idea came to me. It's time. I'm doing it. And no matter if it's really shitty audio, audio no matter if I'm not editing this, which I'm not. And no matter how it turns out, it is what it is. So, and I've also learned the hard way that, um, you know, you can't expect greatness on the first try. <laughs> and it's kind of stupid to do that. So it's better just to do it, just to give it a shot. Let it yourself fail a little bit and learn something. And uh, this for sure will not be my most graceful podcast but it is a podcast and I'm putting it out there. I'm publishing it. It's, it is what it is and it can only get better from here. So if you have a project, an idea, something that you've wanted to start, but you've just been procrastinating, I encourage you to get on that ish now. Do it. Don't wait. Why are you waiting? Nothing's going to change. You just got to do it. And that's when the change comes. When you do it, you try it, you make mistakes and then you learn and then you improve. So Anyways, hope you like this podcast. Please subscribe, give me a nice review, all the good things, and I'll see you next time.